0: The views expressed in this podcast are solely those of the individuals and do not necessarily reflect the views of Elk Grove High School or District
1: 214.
0: Welcome to School Chat, getting to the purpose of schools and making meaningful changes to the lives of learners. I'm your host, Mark Heinz. Sitting down with Jessica Maszleski, and she is a teacher at Elk Grove High School, and currently she's teaching a junior-level English class and a dual-credit program. Uh, thank you for sitting down with me.
1: You are so welcome.
0: So, what got you into teaching?
1: Um, I graduated from college and was like, now what am I going to do? And there was a—it was an AmeriCorps program through my college that was a Master of Education program. And I had degrees in music performance and English and Latin American studies, which are, you know, clearly leading to lucrative professions. (laughs) And I didn't know what I was doing, and I got some grassroots positions offered to me. And I also made it into, I was accepted into this Master of Education program, um, which was kind of like service. You didn't get paid. You got a living stipend of like $800 a month. And they sent you somewhere that was underserved. And so I wound up on the Texas-Mexico border near McAllen, kind of Brownsville area, for two years teaching middle school, and I wound up loving it. And after that, I came back home to, I'm from Schauburg, so kind of to this area, and started applying for jobs and stuck with it and got a translating job at Wheeling High School. And then after that, I got my foot in the door with the debate team and translating and got an English job and just never stopped.
0: So your diverse background, how do you bring that into your teaching?
1: <laughs> um, I think for me, teaching isn't so much about the subject material because I don't care what I'm teaching. I just really enjoy the process of helping students learn how to think um, and take the time to do that.
0: How do you get them to think? Because I think oh there's so God. many things that <laughs> I'm not teachers I want. It. <laughs> but what's like one way that you do that?
1: Um, so one thing I realized too, when I started teaching in Texas, I was like, oh, I've taught horseback riding lessons. I've taught like clarinet lessons. I've taught all these random things.
0: Did you teach those things down in Texas?
1: No. Like previously, <laughs> like when I was in high school, I would teach during college. I, there was a volunteer program for a school without a band program, stuff like that. Or over the summers I would teach horseback riding. Um, and so with students, now, in like the classroom setting where I have kind of expectations of the things I have to teach them, um, you know, SAT grammar, I, we have to read certain novels, things like that, I think one thing that I do is I try to take more time and force them to have more conversations about things and not look things up and just talk through why they think what they think, so a lot of metacognition, like why did you think that way and why did your partner think this way and is there a right or a wrong and kind of we don't come to a lot of conclusions sometimes which is fine and I try to emphasize the like it doesn't matter if I agree with you if you have a thought and you can support it with some sort of logic great you're right you win like that's how English works you it's like a philosophy class you know just support your idea with reasoning and you're right.
0: So how do you build that culture? I was in your class a couple weeks ago where you were having the students work with like a pencil with string on it. Like how do you get them to, because I think (laughs) that's so hard is for teachers to build conditions where kids are naturally talking to each other. And I know I've seen that in your class, so maybe you could help the rest of us out.
1: Yes. My struggle is to have them be talking about what I want them to be talking about the whole time, but it's cool to give them a problem like the string thing is, there's one marker and there's like four to six students and they each have a string that is tied to that marker and they have to write a word together holding onto this string and it's a huge mess and (laughs) we have to wipe down the desks Um, but they have to talk to each other and they do it it's like a head fake like that idea of I don't tell them what the goal is I'm like well here's what you have to do figure out how to do it and then they have these more natural conversations versus if I'm like, let's see who's going to take the leadership role. And then afterwards, you kind of talk about, well, what, what happened? What did you notice about what happened? What does that tell us? And kind of the lesson comes last in a way, like almost like the objectives are revealed at the end. <laughs> so you like psych them into doing it first.
0: Yeah, that's really refreshing. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like so much of what we're doing now is like prescribed or yeah. you know, predetermined for the kids. Yeah. But it seems like you're kind of reversing that whole process on it.
1: I I try to and it's hard like with stuff such as grammar. For example, in my I have one dual language class, which is really cool. And instead of just talking about, well, here's noun facts in one language and here's noun facts in the other language I give them samples of nouns and I say, okay, what's different about how these are written? Like, what do you notice? And they're like, oh, the days of the week aren't capitalized in Spanish. They are capitalized in English. Okay, so let's make our own list of rules. So kind of giving them examples and having them figure out what the rules are or like draw conclusions a little bit is really helpful. And it's not, I mean, you can't, maybe you can do it every day, but I haven't figured out how, but like that's the goal is trying to reverse engineer. Reverse engineering, that's what I'm trying to get them to do, yes. I love it.
0: <laughs> so how do you continue that process throughout the entire year? I mean, especially with this um, dual language program. Can you tell just a little bit about that?
1: About the program itself? Yeah. Yeah, so these kids are, they're our first cohort here at Elk Grove High School. We've been preparing for them for two years. Um, and that like we have a team of four main teachers who are already instructing them. Three of us are already instructing them. Um, And we've gone to conferences, and we've, like, locally as well as in New Mexico and California and learned best practices and purchased books. I'm in a bilingual bicultural education master's program at DePaul, um, which has been amazing. So we've been preparing, and they've been together. There's 21 of them in this cohort, and they've been together since pre-kindergarten. Their parents signed them up for dual language. Um, It's what's called a two-way program, meaning there's some native English speakers and some native Spanish speakers, and it's about 50-50, and they started off at Salt Creek Elementary. Um, I think it was, Joanne McAbee was the principal then, I believe, and she started the program, and parents committed, if they signed their kids up, they would stay through elementary school in the program, and they would have, like, they would start off with 90% of their day in Spanish and 10% English, and then the next year was 80-20, and then by fifth grade it was 50-50. Um, So half and half, and then it's stayed like that. And then Grove Junior High um, was like, oh yeah, we'll continue it. And so they kept going, and they're 50-50 for 6th, 7th, 8th grade. And then, so we knew they were coming, and we have been preparing, and ours is not quite 50-50 yet. Staffing is really hard sometimes. Um, But so they spend the first three periods of the day together in a dual language language arts class. So we bridge in Spanish, like most of our major texts or any, like we're reading Othello and House on Mango Street in English, but we do um, smaller activities like pen pals in Spanish, or we'll start and end units in Spanish, and then they go to Spanish class, and then they go to biology in Spanish, and then they go off to the rest of their day. So that's the program in a nutshell. That's really cool. That's a lot of information. (laughs) No, it's just
0: very different from, I think, the traditional experience that, like, kids come in and then they're just kind of scattered.
1: They were excited to know they'd be together again. They're like they're very cute. They were they were like we get to stay together, and we're like yes.
0: And how has that changed? Like how you have kind of cultivated this learning experience for them?
1: I thought that I, I'm not. I've been surprised by kind of how quiet they are, and how um, sometimes like they're either very very chatty or they're very very quiet. So, but it's first period too, so that's probably part, part of it. Um, So I'm still trying to figure out, still trying to figure out this dynamic of kids who have been together for nine, ten years in the same little group of 21 kids and trying to figure out the dynamic because I know they all know each other really well, um, but they still kind of interact with like their own friend groups within the group and stuff like that. Um, So the dual language aspect has impacted like grammar instruction, contrastive analysis, and... It research has proven that that metacognition of like well what are the differences in how we use direct objects in one language versus the other and how do we and what, what how do we use nouns in these languages or um, sentence structure and syntax and stuff makes them better in both languages. A lot of people would think that confuses them.
0: Yeah, like it would kind of <laughs> totally go the opposite way that people are like, well, where does the question mark go and yeah. how does that comma go there?
1: But if you have to contrast them and figure out what are the differences and and really pay attention to how English sets something up and then really pay attention to how Spanish sets something up it's that is that interest or that awareness piece you know how like you remember stuff that you're interested in I think the contrasting part gets the interest better than just like this is grammar here you go um it's in not just one so language much like
0: the rule it's, yeah there are many different ways to communicate this but mm-hmm. you know we have to figure out what's the best one and which language
1: yeah and what will people understand in each language how do i set up
0: and it sounds like the way that you set up your course has kind of been gearing you towards this because you've always been naturally like let's have conversations let's do things that you're interested in mm-hmm. and now it, it really is like all kind of colliding
1: yeah yeah it's come together really nicely and excited about, like, these aspects of it, the contrasting parts of it and building them together, Um, and I'm still, I mean, it'll be refined for the rest of my life, like, it'll never get there, but, (laughs) yeah.
0: I just love, too, how you are constantly a lifelong learner, I mean, Uh starting off with not an educational background to continually changing, and I know you've changed schools, I know Mm -hmm. you have changed preps consistently, and that's not, like, a norm, but it seems like you're seeking that out.
1: My my preps actually, except except for dual language, have been pretty, pretty much the same. Like I always teach two regular juniors and two prep juniors, so at least for the last maybe five or six years, which is great. But the course keeps changing, and I don't know. I had this idea, this vision in my head. I was like, oh well, once I get this first year down and I make my units, I'll be set. Like that'll be, I'll How's just keep doing out? it. Oh, yeah. Like it's <laughs> never no no two years have been alike. Well, they've been similar, but not the same and even activities are different and I think that's most teachers but <laughs> there's not I always thought like I would make it and then I could just use it and I reuse a lot of things but then you know I mean you know kids are different what's going to work with period one might not work with period five um, or even year to year so well, yeah, I
0: appreciate you sitting down with me and yeah. thank you for all of your experience and sharing it with everybody
1: thank you so much for sitting down with me too